0: This is a CJSR podcast,
1: volunteer-powered,
0: listener-supported,
1: campus and community podcast, Podcast.
0: radio, radio,
1: Radio and (laughs) podcast.
0: Doesn't have to be, you know, buying the expensive goji berries or kale or, you know, that kind of stuff all the time. You could certainly spring for those if you'd like, but, you know, buying beans, frozen vegetables... Grains; those definitely are are some of the cheapest foods you could buy at the grocery store
1: Hi my name is Simran Firwani and you're listening to That's Food a podcast by CJSR Edmonton's UV campus and community radio station Handmade with Love, by University of Alberta students. Telling the backstory of food in Edmonton, one meal at a time. I just had a super busy day at work. I rush home, excited to eat dinner. I open the fridge to see waiting for me, my kale broccoli salad. Salad again. Why don't I just order a pizza instead? It would taste so much better. I'll just start eating healthier tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, and I don't want a salad again, so I'll just order pasta. And this goes on and on. Healthy eating can sound so daunting to students, especially when you have no idea where to even start and are pressed for time. Everything can get so confusing, and it can often be a struggle on top of balancing an already busy university student life. And kale salads can get pretty boring and tasteless after a while to the point where you might never, ever want to look at it again. In today's episode, I interviewed Anissa Armet, a registered dietitian and second year PhD student in nutrition and metabolism here at the U of A. She completed her bachelor's of science in nutrition and food science and her dietetic internship at the U of A in 2018. In this episode, I asked her to break down what does it mean to be healthy and ways students can eat healthier including how to read a nutrition label, meal prep, and make some super yummy and nutritious snacks. And don't worry, she explains how to get creative with eating veggies, so you don't have to stick to boring salads. So keep listening to hear Anisa's tips and tricks for eating healthy for students. Hi, Anissa. It's so glad to have you here today to talk about healthy eating and tips for students. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. So you're a registered dietitian, and now you're pursuing your PhD in nutrition. What inspired you to pursue a career in this field?
0: Um, Well, actually, I didn't even know what a dietitian was until we were forced to kind of look into careers as part of a project in high school. And at the time, I was really just enjoying my science classes. And I had a real passion about food being half Italian. (laughs) So I looked up jobs that would involve food and, and science and a dietitian popped up. And I did some research on what a dietitian does. And it seemed like a really good mix of both science and helping people and, and nutrition. So I entered into the program that was offered at the U of A right after I finished high school.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I'm going to ask you the question that I'm sure a lot of people, including myself, have been wondering. Why do you think people say it's hard to eat healthy?
0: That is a really good question. And I think for one, eating unhealthy, it often tastes a lot better. And taste is one of the biggest deciding factors I would say in the food choices we make every day and and really every meal and eating unhealthy quote unquote unhealthy I should say um, is often cheaper as well too so for example if you were to purchase like seven dollars worth of fruits and vegetables at the grocery store that might keep you full for you know half an hour an hour depending on the foods whereas if you buy a seven dollar Happy meal or you know fast food meal that could keep you full for hours or for for the rest of the day, and so if you do it on a cost benefit analysis, sometimes eating unhealthy can also be a better bang for your buck in that way, um, but it definitely doesn't have to be eating healthy doesn't have to be bland it doesn't have to cost a lot there's a lot of a lot of different routes you can take, just like eating unhealthy can sometimes be expensive and sometimes doesn't taste good too so it just depends on what you're choosing
1: I see where can students start if they're new to this whole nutrition healthy eating thing?
0: I think it's it's especially difficult for students because we want to look online and you know we want to see what's out there but right now online at least a lot of people are claiming to be nutrition experts when they're not so there can be a lot of misinformation out there and it's hard to know. know what's coming from an actual nutrition professional or an expert and what's coming from somebody that that doesn't have the credentials or the education to to provide such information and so in Alberta the only professionals that are licensed to give evidence-based recommendations on healthy eating are registered dietitians or nutritionists and so if students wanted to speak with a registered dietitian or nutritionist There's actually one on campus at the University Health Center, and students can get or can book a free consultation with the registered dietitian to learn more about healthy eating and have it tailored to specifically what their diet is like or what their lifestyle is like. But if students didn't want to go into the health center or, or, you know, make that big first step right away, there is still reliable information online written by dietitians. So, for example, one website is unlockfood.ca. That's actually by uh, Dietitians of Canada. And there's also um, something called Healthy Eating Starts Here, and that's done by Alberta Health Services Dietitians. So um, I would suggest starting there. And there's some some really good resources online of how to start eating healthy from from where you are right now.
1: Those are actually such great resources. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of students know about the fact that the University Health Centre has its own dietitian that can answer any questions that they have, and if more people knew about that, they wouldn't be as confused.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I personally didn't even know there was one until a couple of years ago, so I think you're right. If more students knew about it, I think it would be a great resource for, for people on campus.
1: I completely agree. That way, they don't have to just go to Google and figure out for themselves if this information reliable or not yeah exactly so I know that nutrition labels can be a bit confusing for people especially students so what do you think students should be looking for on that label
0: yeah there's a couple of things I would I would look out for the first is the percent daily value which is on the right side of the label for certain parts or certain nutrients of the label so the percent daily value tells you for a 2,000 calorie diet which not everybody eats, but it's kind of like an average for most. Uh, It tells you how much of a specific nutrient is being provided by that food for how much you need in the entire day. So for example, if the label said it had 15% of your daily uh, need of calcium, that would be 15% of what you would need in the entire day. And so for that percentage there's the 5 or 15% rule. So when you look at the label, if you see a nutrient has 5% or less of that nutrient, it's considered to have a little bit of the nutrient. And most of the time you wanna look for foods that have a little bit of sodium or salt, saturated fat, and added sugars. That would be considered more of a healthy choice. In comparison, 15% or more of a nutrient is considered a lot. So you want to look for foods that have a lot of dietary fiber, potassium, calcium, vitamins as well. So looking for foods that have a little bit of nutrients like sodium and saturated fat and have more of the nutrients like dietary fiber, potassium, would be healthy options. And it's also important to look at the serving size at the top of the label. So if you take a look at what the serving size is, and then compare that to what your portion is going to be or is, then it can give you an idea of how much of those nutrients you're going to actually be taking. So for example, if you're having a portion size that's double the size of the recommended or of the, the listed serving size, it's not necessarily a bad thing by any means, but you would just have to double all of the numbers on the nutrition label to actually determine what you'll be intaking, if that makes sense.
1: That definitely makes a lot of sense, and the way you put it was just so clear. And I'm sure many people are going to find this so useful. The next time they look on a label, they're not going to be confused. They'll know what the daily value represents. They'll have an idea of their serving size and the nutrients they're getting.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard for me, you know, doing this like this because usually it's just easier to to show a nutrient facts label. Um, but I tried to pick out the things that are pretty obvious that students could look for.
1: So as students, we are often very pressed for time and money. So how can we eat healthy, but also stay in the budget? Contrary
0: to popular belief, I think eating healthy doesn't always have to be expensive or time consuming by any means. Really, if you're picking the right foods to to prepare, it can actually be very budget friendly. A lot of people are nowadays concerned about their protein intake, and especially foods like meat or, or fish, those can be expensive choices sometimes. So looking for foods like canned beans or chickpeas or lentils, those are very high in protein and they're also very healthy in other ways as well. But they're pretty cheap. So, you know, one can of beans or lentils can be anywhere from 80 cents to $1.50 depending on the brand and that'll give you an entire meal or even a couple of meals. And it's also going to save you time because canned beans, lentils, chickpeas, those are already cooked. So just draining and rinsing the beans, they're ready to be added to salads or soups or chilies, pastas, smoothies, you name it. (laughs) They can be added to them directly really. And just a half a cup of beans or lentils can be anywhere from 13 to about 18 grams of protein. So, so a really good, again, bang for your buck for, for how much protein you're getting, how expensive the product is, and again, how long it takes to prepare them. Frozen fruits and vegetables are also really good options if you're trying to stay in budget, and they're just as nutritious as fresh options. So frozen fruits and vegetables can be a good way to cut back on expenses, especially if you're trying to buy things like strawberries or you know, those summertime fruits in the winter. If you're if you're trying to get a wide variety of plants in your diet, but it's not necessarily the season for them, frozen vegetables and fruits are really good options as well. And they can be used in stir fries or smoothies, soups, things like that. Another tip I would say is buy in bulk, if you can. That can also help you save money. So buying foods like oats or beans, rice, pasta, frozen fruits and vegetables again that'll be cheaper than buying smaller portions more often and these types of foods can last for months you know you can throw them in the pantry and (laughs) kind of forget about them or throw them in the freezer and plus it means going to the grocery store less often as well and I think one last thing that that students can really benefit from is taking time to to cook for yourself more often compared to Eating out at a fast food restaurant or, or restaurants uh, near campus, it'll certainly save you money in the long run. It doesn't seem like it at, at the beginning, but you know if you think about how much a salad can cost even on campus compared to what the individual ingredients would cost you to buy, and then that would make you multiple salads versus just the one. So yeah, so I would say key messages would be looking for canned foods like beans, chickpeas, lentils, even you know, canned tuna or salmon can be a good option as well. Buying in bulk if you can and cooking your own meals. That can all, those can all help you eat healthy foods in an inexpensive way.
1: Those are also helpful to know because I'm sure there's a lot of students who get so confused as to how expensive are these foods, where can I get them, what do I do with them, but you lay it out really clearly and I think for somebody who is very new to eating healthy and especially learning how to balance their budget while eating healthy, they'll definitely take a lot of use from your advice.
0: Good, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, buying the expensive goji berries or kale or, you know, that kind of stuff all the time. You could certainly spring for those if you'd like, but, you know, buying beans, frozen vegetables, grains, those definitely are, are some of the cheapest foods you could buy at the grocery store.
1: Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't like kale, there's always a different alternative they can use, like spinach or different green. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So as a segue to the next question I want to ask you, kale and spinach going into veggies. So how can we include more veggies into our diet? So people buy veggies, but how do you incorporate it into different meals that can taste good and just let you put more into your diet?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's true, you know, that's what we should aim for is getting more vegetables in our diet. And Canada's Food Guide actually recommends now getting half of your plate to be filled with vegetables or a combination of vegetables and fruit. And it can seem daunting and, again, bland <laughs> to, to maybe some people who don't know how to, but it doesn't have to be for sure. So, you know, if you're making something like a stir fry or a soup or a stew or um, an omelet even for breakfast, that's where you can really, you know, if you're not adding vegetables, you could certainly add in, add in some to those meals. Or if you're already adding vegetables, adding another serving or two on top of that um, really For those types of dishes, won't even be really all that noticeable. And it'll, you know, it'll give you more bulk to your meals. It'll make you feel more full and satisfied as well. Um, It'll make them last longer too, so you'll have more portions often. Um, but that's a good way to sneak in more vegetables. If you're into things like smoothies or smoothie bowls, adding a half a cup of frozen cauliflower or broccoli, spinach, green peas, things like that, those types of vegetables can easily be snuck into smoothies if you've got some bananas or berries or other fruits in there, some other flavors like peanut butter, almond butter. Those can mask the more veggie taste but you're going to get a lot more nutrients and a lot more things like dietary fiber potassium into your your smoothies another tip i would say is if have a, a spare 10 minutes or so on a sunday night or a saturday night spending some time just washing and cutting up raw vegetables and then dividing them up into to small containers and putting them in the fridge so that when you're hungry for a snack during the week, you could, you know, you walk aimlessly over to the fridge in search of something, you open it up and, and a container of vegetables is, is waiting for you. And, you know, it might not seem like the best or the, the tastiest snack, but having them cut up and, and ready for you means that you're more likely to, to reach for them. Whereas if you wandered aimlessly over to the fridge and, and just saw them sitting in a bag, you know, you're probably not going to spend the time then to cut up a wash and things like that, the vegetables. So just taking that time to to prep some snacks that include vegetables. So having them with hummus or, you know, a dip like tzatziki sauce, for example, is a good way to sneak in some more vegetables as well.
1: I really like your idea about having the vegetables cut and put in the fridge so you can just grab and go and not be tempted by chips or chocolate or something because the veggies are there staring at you like, I'm ready to go, come eat me. Exactly,
0: yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having, you know, chips or chocolate, but those foods aren't going to give you the nutrients you need to, to be at your best for most of the time. So, so having them in even just a couple of days a week to start off of having the something like vegetables or fruit as a snack uh, instead of those foods will give you a big boost of nutrients.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all about moderation, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a full proponent of that. Yeah. So am I. So you brought up the fact that you really like cutting up veggies and putting them in containers to store in the fridge. Meal prepping is a term that's been used a lot recently. And I know this is one way that you can ease your meal prep game for the rest of the week. For those who are not as familiar with the concept, what is it?
0: Yeah. So meal prepping has become popular, I think, because people are realizing that it does make your life a lot easier at least it can so meal prepping involves making a large batch of a recipe or multiple recipes or you know just preparing a large amount of of vegetables let's say like I said for snacks and then dividing it into smaller portions for breakfasts or lunches or supper snacks um, so that later on in the week you don't necessarily have to cook or at least all you would have to do is reheat that already prepped meal and it's ready for you in a lot less time than it would be if you had to prepare each meal. So this is something that can be really beneficial for students because you know if you have more time let's say on the weekends when you're not in classes you could spend an hour or two making some meals for the rest of the week and then when you're really busy going to classes or working or whatever you're doing then you can just come back home and and have your meal all ready to go, reheat it and and you don't have to worry about it as much. So it can be really beneficial for saving time. And like I said before, if you're buying in bulk, that can also help you save money as well. So if you're buying in bulk to meal prep it can save you time and money.
1: That's amazing. Can save you both and just get you ready for the week. Yeah, I know me personally, you know, coming home after classes
0: or a long day in the lab, the last thing you want to do is is spend an hour cooking uh, a supper or you know getting your lunch ready for the next day. So if you have more time and energy over the weekend or you know at a earlier time in the week, then then that can be a good time to to practice that meal prepping.
1: As a fellow food lover, what are your favorite snacks that you can meal prep that are really easy to make and also nutritious? That's a good question and. You know, I don't know if I have a favorite. I can't
0: decide on favorites, but um, some really quick ones that I do are things like bars or power balls. That you know, you throw in some oats or dates, peanut butter, nuts, coconut, whatever kind of sweet things you want, chocolate if you'd like. Throw that into a food processor and and shape them into to balls or bars, and that's a really easy snack to to grab. In the fridge or put in a small container and take with you to go another thing i like to do is just make a sort of trail mix for the week and then divide it up into smaller containers so mixing a few different unsalted roasted nuts like almonds or pecans and then throwing in some dried fruits like dried cranberries or raisins or chocolate for example a little piece of dark chocolate and then putting that, like I said, into smaller containers as well. And then other things that don't necessarily need a lot of prep, but are, are pretty quick to make would be a small peanut butter sandwich or a whole wheat wrap with peanut butter and a banana in the middle. That one's a super quick one to to make and to take and go.
1: I've seen a lot of your pictures of your bars and protein bites on your page. By the way, everyone, follow her page on Instagram. It's dash of nutrition. She has amazing content, makes her own recipes and they look so good.
0: Thank you, Simran. That was really sweet of you to do for sure. And again, I tried to, to show on my Instagram that it, it doesn't have to take hours and hours to prepare healthy plant-based meals or snacks.
1: The last question I wanted to ask, um, what is your number one tip for living an active and healthy lifestyle as a busy university student?
0: Oh, number one.
1: Uh, I don't know if I have
0: a number one. Can I say maybe a couple?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Let's go talk three.
0: Okay. So I would think, you know, especially as a student, if you have other friends that are also students or your partner or family members that are are also busy, um, I think it can be really useful to to enlist the help of others when when you're trying to live an active and healthy lifestyle. So, um, you know, holding each other accountable for going to the gym or um, prepping a healthy meal for that week for a couple of nights, um, or packing some healthy snacks that can really help you. You know, you both stay on track or have that motivation to continue with it, and it also helps you get in some valuable you know, social connections and social interactions that are just as important for your mental well-being as as for your physical well-being. Second one, I would say I really do like the idea of meal prepping or just at least preparing as much as you can for the week ahead, especially during times of midterms or finals when, you know, you you crawl into your cave and, and study for hours on end. If you spend a bit of time preparing meals or healthy snacks, you're more likely to to go and grab it and enjoy it later on than if you had to prepare that for yourself right then and there. And then I think the, the last thing, if possible, I would try and speak to a registered dietitian or nutritionist. If you do really want some personalized recommendations for how you can live an active and healthy lifestyle and what fits with your schedule, um, I think a registered dietitian or nutritionist can can be the best source of information for that, especially.
1: Awesome. I love all the tips and I definitely will be incorporating a lot of the things you told me a lot more into my own journey.
0: That's great to hear. Good. I hope it, it's helpful for students. You know, again, it's it's hard to give those personalized recommendations over a podcast, but Just in general, like you said, moderation is really important, having that balance and just trying your best throughout the week. It's never going to be perfect, but if you do need help, that's where a a dietitian can come into play.
1: I completely agree. I definitely learned a lot today. And I'm sure all of your tips and advice are going to be truly valuable for students at any stage of their healthy living journey that they're on. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me.
0: Yeah, thank you again for having me on the show. I'm really looking forward to seeing other other podcasts in the future. I guess hearing other podcasts in the future. <laughs> Thanks, Simran.
1: Now it's time for the snack fact. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. We all know that. But did you also know that apples help you wake up and stay fresh in the morning? Apples contain fructose, or natural sugar, that's slowly digested to give you a sustained source of energy without the crash. They're also a great source of fiber and antioxidants. Time to get stocked up on apples. This snack fact was sourced from WebMD and the Harvard School of Public Health website. And that's it for this episode of That's Food. Today's episode was produced by me, Simran Firwani. Thank you, Anissa, for speaking with us. Our music is by Doug Hower. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and on our website, that'sfood.transistor.fm. You can contact us at that'sfood at cgsr.com. We are That's Food CGSR on Facebook and Instagram. That's Food is produced at CGSR in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. But is it food? That's food.